In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with today's edition of the podcast Southern Fried Soccer. I am joined by my special guest, Brittany Arnold, your favorite TV personality with the five stripes. Brittany, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Doug, for having me. I wanted to know from your perspective, what were some of your favorite moments this season with the team? I have had so many favorite moments. Um, I think the one that sticks out most for me is the first game in Bobby Dodd Stadium. It was my first time being here in Atlanta, and um, I really didn't know what to expect uh, covering Major League Soccer. I had worked at a network where I covered European soccer, um, and I expected it to be much different. And when I entered Bobby Dodd Stadium for that first match, and I saw a packed house, loud, everyone standing for 90 minutes, I really went back to my hotel and I was like, wow, MLS isn't that far from European soccer in terms of what it is here with Atlanta United. Um, I think that sticks out of my mind as probably the best moment that that first home match of the season. What were some of the lessons you learned just doing the studio show and things like that? Some things that um, for next season fans might can expect differently from what they've grown to, to from watching you. So I think with Match Week, my ultimate goal was giving inside access to the fans. Um, they get to meet these players. Some of them are fortunate enough at meet and greets and whatnot. And they get to see them play on the pitch. But I really wanted to give them that inside access. So um, I did a couple of sit-downs this season uh, with mostly you know, the Spanish-speaking players because those are the ones that don't talk to the media as often and the fans don't get to communicate with because of the language barrier. So I really made it a priority this season to get those sit-down interviews and, and show the fans the journey of these guys because they all come from different walks of life. They all come from different places in South America and all over the world. And I really wanted them to understand how difficult it is for these guys to come from where they do and make it into a league and succeed at the level that they have. So that was my that was my goal for this season was to do a lot of feature pieces, a lot of inside access to the team. Um, aside from highlights and, and other things like that, you know, that's standard with a show like Match Week. Um, but for next season, you know, I hope that we can do more. I really want to bring the fans inside the training facility. Um, you know, there's so many features like just like the kitchen, for instance, um, having a chef on hand that a lot of teams don't have. Right. So I want to bring them inside that. I want to bring them inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Maybe they'll let me uh, operate the roof, uh, the <laughs> halo board a little bit. Um, so now that they've got to know the players in this right. first season, I really want to show them the atmosphere that these players are in day in and day out. I would love for you to be a captain one time. I would that love that would as well. Feature. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> there you go. Uh, have you recovered from the loss to Columbus? 
I don't think I'll ever recover from the loss. Um, I said this on soccer down here uh, the day after the game that I've never loved a sports team. And I feel like being from South Florida, it's a lot of fair weather fans, a lot of fair weather sports. And moving here to Atlanta, I wasn't sure which teams I would adopt and which I wouldn't. And obviously working for Atlanta United, you know, I've grown to love the team. But I can sit here and say after a full season that I I truly love Atlanta United just like every fan in this city does. And I described it as, as, a, as a breakup. That game was, you know, the guy that I love breaking up with me and I wasn't ready for it and I wasn't expecting it. And I was a little heartbroken, but I think um, it's something that we're always going to remember because we feel like Atlanta United should have gone a lot further. But I think that looking ahead to 2018 and looking at all the things that Atlanta United has accomplished, we have to know that this is such a special team and, and the people that are running the organization have so much you know, in their minds for the future of this, of this first team and the academy and everyone. So no, I will never get over the loss, but I know that um, it's a special group of guys and we're going to have even more success in the seasons to come. I need to go back to something you said. You were on another show. Is that right? I was. Oh, my. <laughs> now, who was that? Soccer Soccer where? Soccer down here, you know. Soccer down here. Who runs that show? I don't even know these days. No, I run that show. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm a frequent guest. I have the golden ticket for that show, so I just pop in whenever I feel like. I hear it's award eligible. <laughs> Soccer down <laughs> We're laughing. Jason Longshore is sitting right here beside us as we do this podcast. That's why we're giggling. <laughs> J- Jason's good people. Yes. So you may not be able to answer this, but who was your favorite player to interview this season? Ooh, favorite player to interview. Um, man, that is a tough one. My favorite player... Okay, my favorite interview is always Tata Martino. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people... I, I always say this, you know, if you didn't know who he was before he coached Atlanta United, he's such a legend in in the world of soccer. So that first time I interviewed him post-game, I was so nervous because he's just, like, such an idol in this, in this sport. And even to this day when I see him at the training grounds, I'm just, like... I'm still starstruck because he's Tata Martino. Um, you know, I like I said, I did I did feature than all the South American players. Um, Tito Vialba had such an interesting story mm-hmm. um, where he came from in Argentina, and he was a little bit more shy in his interview. It was also my first of the season. Um, Miguel was a great interview. That was the one I closed out the season with. Um, and I thought Joseph, you know, they were all great interviews, but. Um, you know, Joseph has a great personality. He really loves the fans, and I think that he connects well with the fans. So um, I had him at my Marriott Marquis event to close out the season, and it was a packed house, and, and he did really well doing the interviews in multiple languages. He did English, Spanish, and German. So I think I think he's probably one of my best interviews, but I think that Miguel was a great one to close out the season as well. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of conversation surrounding him throughout the season, and the media doesn't always get to hear from him Um, so I think that that was a great piece for players to really get to know him and I feel like when I interviewed him and I asked him you know when he started playing soccer he was going to be like oh six months old like you know as soon as I could kick a ball but to hear that he started a little bit later in his childhood like seven years old was when he really started to focus on it you hear a lot of these players that started at three or four and I think we kind of expected that from Miguel Almiron so I think that was a good interview because um, a lot of the things that he said a lot of fans probably didn't know about him and which question this season on any of the platforms that you've worked on did you put the most thought into? What was the favorite question you asked this year? 
favorite oh my god I've asked so many questions <laughs> <laughs> my favorite question to the players or to anyone anyone oh my goodness Doug you're just killing me here I mean I've asked so many questions um my favorite question I think that would be hmm that's tough my favorite question um Jason what's my favorite question <laughs> look at that Jason like what's our, <laughs> I've asked so many questions um I think my favorite question would probably be, I did a sit down with LGP. Okay. It was his first interview for the club and he did the full interview in English. And I asked him about, cause you know, he, playing in Argentina where he played is just one of the best clubs mm. in the world. So I asked him about the difference in atmosphere between River Plate and Atlanta United. And I, I don't know his exact his exact answer, but he basically said there wasn't much of a difference. Oh wow! Um, that playing his first game in River Plate and seeing all the fans and it was so loud was really amazing. But he felt it was the same here in Atlanta. Oh, okay. So I think that was probably one of my favorite questions because when we think of Argentinian soccer, we put it on such a high pedestal mm -hmm. in in the world of soccer, and to hear these players like LGP and and Tito Vialba who come from a place where you're just you know, born to play soccer, say that the atmosphere here and, and sort of the feeling here playing under Tata Martino is one and the same, really is a testament to what Atlanta United has done here. All right. I appreciate it, Brittany. Anything you want to promote coming up on social media? So now we're in the off season. Um, I am going to do my best to stay intact with Atlanta United, with the soccer world here in Georgia. We'll have something special that I can't announce yet that will be coming in the off season. Okay. And um, match week has finished. Everything is finished. So I'm hoping to uh, be back next season with all of you. And how do people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Brittany M. Arnold for both. And uh, yeah, keep in touch with me in the off season. I'm, I'm excited to be back, hopefully with Atlanta United next year. All right. This is Doug Robertson. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And tell your friends about this podcast. You can find it on iTunes. It's called Southern Fried Soccer. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.